Hi there, this is Jacob Msipa, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. It's our month of November and uh, the Lord has been good to us. And you know, this series is truly a gift from God. This is a gift from God to us, Bazalwane, so that we can thrive in our relationships. Um, all that has been taught ever since the month started is truly pointing us to healthy relationships. If we can take this series very seriously, we will thrive in our relationships. Somebody say amen. amen. So last week we were helped by the Lord and uh, we began to have some form of understanding of what love is. And today we are discussing how can we let this love live in us and all around us? How can we allow it to flow and affect others, affect those who are around us? And it is impossible for us to be able to affect those around us with love if we have not experienced it ourselves. Remember, love is a basic human need. That is why a child, even though they can't speak and they can't understand much, but they feel love and they feel rejection. That is why you will find people who are adults now having the effects of rejection that took place when they were still very, very small. It is because love is a basic human need. Everybody needs love. Somebody say amen. amen. So that is why we are going to attempt this morning by the help of God to discuss how can we let this love live in the inside of us and help others. Turn with me to the book of Romans chapter number 12, verse number 9. Romans chapter number 12, verse number 9. The Bible says, let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil, cling to what is good. Abhor what is evil, cling to what is good. In the easy translation, it says, really love other people, not like a hypocrite. Hate anything that is bad. Continue to do things that are good. And then in the message, it says, Love from the center of who you are. Don't fake it. Run for dear life from evil. Somebody say run for dear life. Run for dear life from evil. Hold on for dear life to good. Be good friends who love deeply. Now love is not a feeling. Love is not an emotion, but love is a person. Love is a person, and his name is God. Love can only grow in us if we let him live freely in the inside of us. Many people would say, you live rent-free in my mind. You live rent-free in my heart when they are talking about their base. <laughs> but I want us this morning to allow God to live rent-free in our lives, in our hearts, so that we can experience him as love. Because God is love. God is love. He, he is not just an expression of love, but he is love. He does not show love or has love or possesses love. But his nature and character is that he is love. Just like you and I are human beings, God is love. 
It's his nature. And it is his character. That he is love. First John chapter number 4, verse number 7, verse number 8 and 16. The Bible says, Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God. For God is love. And verse number 16 says, And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who, who abides in love abides in God. And God in him. So God dwells in the inside of us by his spirit. We, we may have heard before that God lives in the inside of us. That is why even when we get saved, we ask him to come in the inside of us. How he comes in the inside of us and how he lives in the inside of us, it is by his Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So that's how he dwells in the inside of us. And then love is a fruit that is produced by that spirit that dwells in the inside of us. It is produced by that spirit that lives in the inside of us. In the book of Galatians, chapter number 5, verse number 22, the Bible says, But the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all its, ver its varied expressions. That is the TPT translation. So, if we can properly nourish the relationship with God through His Spirit, then we can be able to experience true love. And after we have experienced true love, we can then cause those around us to also experience true love. There is no way that we can be able to give to another person what we have not experienced ourselves. Somebody say, Amen. Because by experiencing it, we then learn how to give it to others, how to give it to those who are around us. And all of this comes by the reason of the Holy Spirit that dwells in the, in the inside of us. And he produces the fruit that is called love. So maybe if you feel like you can't love or you can't show love, or you can't receive love, I would advise you to ask the Holy Spirit to help you, to help you experience the love of God, because He is the one who dwells in the inside of us, and He causes us to experience God in the inside of us, and God is love. So if the Holy Spirit can cause us to experience the true love that God is, we can then be able to know how to even affect others through the love that we have experienced. We can ask him to produce this fruit in abundance in our hearts because we can even maybe think that we are not victims of not being able to love or to receive love. But under the sound of my voice, you'll be shocked how many people don't know how to receive love. In fact, they have even told and convinced themselves that they are unlovable. Maybe others, it is because of the experiences that they have experienced in the past, things that were said to them and things that were done to them by those who claimed to love them. So the concept of love was distorted in their lives. So they end up believing that they are unlovable in such a way that they self-destruct because they feel like I am un unlovable anyway. So why try and be good so that people can love me? So I may as well just do whatever comes into my mind anytime, anyhow, because I am unlovable anyway. So I can make myself even more unlovable by what I do. Somebody say amen. amen. So now it happens that you may feel like you are unlovable. You can't receive love or you can't give love. Because all the time 
when you try to love someone who believes that they are unlovable, it is as though you are not loving them. And you can easily give up on showing love. Aye, somebody say amen. amen. You can give up on showing this person. It, 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 this is true for friends. This is true for parents and children. This is true for spouses. Because if someone has fortified themselves with the wall of being unlovable, no matter how much you can knock on that wall with love, they will never be able to receive it. But I want to advise you, please don't stop. Amen. Don't stop to give love. At some point, it will yield results. Amen. And if you are a person who feels unlovable, ask the Holy Spirit to, to even make the fruit of love in the inside of you to abound so that you can experience it fully and then be able to receive love and give Love. The Holy Spirit is our helper. He will help us even in such things. Somebody say amen. amen. So this fruit is from the seed of God's word that was sown in us when we were born again. First Peter chapter number one, verse number 23. The Bible says, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God which lives and abides forever. Also in the book of Luke, chapter number 8, verse number 11, the Bible says, the seed is the word of God. So, it is the seed of God's word that is in us, that gives us the power to produce the nature and the character of God, which is love. Somebody say amen. amen. It releases that life, so that love may live in the inside of us. Hebrews chapter number 4, verse number 12, the Bible says, For the word of God is living and powerful. So the word of God is that seed that produces love in the inside of us. And the Bible says, this word is living so in other words, it is active. In other words, it is, it is sin. So it says the word of God is living and powerful. Remember when we started this series, we did mention the fact that love is a force. Love is a powerful force. So it is sown in the inside of us through the word. And it says... It is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Now, even through the word of God, it is the Holy Spirit who does a complete work in our hearts to fill us with the divine love of God until it then overflows to those who are around us. It is often said that you cannot pour from an empty cup. That is why we need to ask the Holy Spirit to fill us to the brim, to overflow, fill us with love in our hearts so that it can overflow to those around us. Sometimes we expect people to love us from empty cups. They have not experienced love themselves. That is why the first project when it comes to loving, it is loving yourself. Because you cannot pour from an empty cup. You cannot love others when you don't love yourself. Many people will always attest to the fact that hurt people hurt others. It is because their cup of love is empty and therefore they cannot be able to overflow to others. When the cup is full of hatred and bitterness, bitterness and hatred will overflow to those who are around you 
Elder Jury spoke about people who are supposed to be stewards, who are supposed to be managers over equipments at work or over certain departments at work, and yet they steal what they are supposed to manage. Why? It is not because of the fact that maybe they are in need, because he did mention the fact that they still sometimes, even after they got paid, it is because from the abundance of the heart. The Bible says we were born in sin. And there was no good in us until God poured his love into, the, in, 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 into our hearts. And then we became those who are able from the overflow of our hearts to even love others. But if the, the, the thief is living in the inside of you, you can't help but to steal. Because you, you, you will always reflect what is in the inside of you. Even if you want to reflect it or you don't. That is why you can hide bitterness for a certain period of time. But you cannot hide it forever. Because as it overflows in your heart, it affects those who are around you. So is love. That is why we need to empty ourselves of anything and everything that is full in our hearts. It doesn't matter how much it has been there for, how long it has been there for. But it is possible for us to fill our hearts with the Holy Spirit, fill our hearts with the love of God, so that then it can overflow to those who are around us. It is a true saying that you cannot pour from an empty cup. So your assignment, if you want to have good relationships in all the spheres that we counted when we started with the series, the spheres of relationships, in all of those spheres, if you want to experience a good relationship in all of those spheres, you need to have a project that is called self. And in that project, you empty yourself of anything that is not of God. Amen. And you fill yourself with so much of God in such a way that all that you can give is from the abundance or, and or the overflow that is within, which is the love of God. Romans chapter number five, verse number five. The Bible says, now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. It is possible, it is possible for us to be able to overflow with love so that we can then affect others. So now children of God, we have God in the inside of us. And that means we have love in the inside of us. And as we have love in the inside of us, we need to let it live. We need to let it grow. And we need to let it overflow until others can experience it. Listen to what the Bible says in the book of Galatians, chapter number 5, verse number 22. It says, but God's spirit causes us to live a different life. It is God's spirit that causes us to live a different life. That is why it is not because we are good people in our own nature that we don't steal at work. It is not because of our doing, because we are maybe good people that we don't do bad things. But it is the spirit of God that causes us to live different lives from those who are around us in such a way that when you are put in an environment of people who don't live a life that you live, in fact, you malfunction because you don't understand what is going on. You've been swallowed up so much by the life that the Holy Spirit has caused you to live in such a way that when other people live their lives, live their normal lives, it's be, it becomes very abnormal for you. You wonder how do people live like this? I don't know how many times do I say that each time I see people in their zones of living, how they live outside of the Holy Spirit. It causes me to wonder how do people live their lives 
like this. But lo and behold, even for us, it is not us. It is not us ourselves who are capable of living this different kind of way. But the Bible says in the easy translation, I'm reading Galatians 5 verse 22. It says, but God's spirit causes us to live in a different way. We love other people. So when you see someone hating you, you don't hate them back. You love them. Why? Because the Holy Spirit causes you to live a different way. Somebody say amen. amen. So it says, because of the Holy Spirit and the life that is different that we live, it says we love other people. We are happy and we have peace in our minds. We are patient. We are kind and we are good. So it is by the reason of the Holy Spirit. So maybe I can just pause there because many of us find ourselves not at peace in our minds. So it happens that at some point you find yourself not at peace. Your mind is racing. Your mind is busy thinking about the future, thinking about what is going to happen. You even feel anxious because of what is going on in your mind. Run to the Holy Spirit. Because the Bible says it is God's spirit who causes us to live a different way. And that way gives us peace in our minds. It says we are patient, we are kind, and we are good. It says people can trust us to do what is right. And then verse number 23 says we respect other people and we rule ourselves properly. God's spirit helps us to live in that way. So it is not because we are capable on our own, but it is God's spirit that helps us to live in that way. And then the Bible says at the end, there is no law that says these things are wrong. So there is no law for peace of mind. There's no law that says having a peace of mind is wrong. So when you are happy, there is no law that says being happy is wrong. Sometimes we are so much surrounded by unhappiness in such a way that we end up not wanting to be happy. Have you ever been around people who don't have money all the time in such a way that they are always complaining? Even though you have the money, you are tempted to say, hey, hey, get better. Why? Because because but then the Bible says there is no law against happiness when you are happy even if you are surrounded by people who are unhappy don't hide your happiness it is because of the life given to you by the Holy Spirit and if you live your happy life loud people are going to ask you how come we are never happy and you are always happy that's when you then point them to the fact that it is because I have the Holy Spirit living in the inside of me he is the one one who causes me to live a different life. The problem is that we are no longer living a, a different life. Even though the Holy Spirit wants to show us how to live a different life, we don't want to live a different life. Why? Because we want to fit in. May God help us from the things that we do that are against him and against his word and against his Holy Spirit that causes us to fit in. It is peer pressure that is holding even Christians down in such a way that they can't rise from the ashes that God wants them to rise up from. Why? Because everyone around me does not have peace of mind. So if I say I have peace of mind, they are going to make me feel as though there is something wrong with me. Leave your happiness loud. The Bible says it is because of the Holy Spirit. He teaches us and he helps us to be happy and to have peace of mind. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of love that God has given us to engage 
in our relationships. Even your friends can be affected by the love that flows from the inside of you by reason of a different life that the Holy Spirit causes you to live. That even though we are going through the same thing, but I am going to be happy because it is the Holy Spirit that is enabling me to be happy. Guard against that at work. Guard against it in your neighborhood. Guard against it on social media. Guard against it in every sphere that you find yourself in. Don't want to fit in. Because that's how. It's only when you are different and you live in a different way that others are going to want to know how do you do it. And that's when you point them back to the cross where Jesus died for you and you became a child of God and God lives in the inside of you by his spirit. People are going to want to live a life like yours. That's how we are going to preach the gospel even without saying a word from the Bible. But we can be a living epistle. We can be a living testimony. We can be a walking testimony in all our spheres of influence just by allowing the Holy Spirit to teach us this different life. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. So now, one thing that hinders the flow of love is evil. Just as I said that you can be able to overflow and cause those around you to experience love through you. The only thing that can hinder that process is evil. You cannot practice wickedness and then embrace and perpetuate evil or walk in love at the same time. Because evil hinders the flow of love in our lives. Wickedness and love cannot coexist. Good and evil cannot coexist. As the children of God, we need to make sure that we rid ourselves of any kind of evil. The enemy will always tempt us to respond or to speak in an evil manner when we are being challenged. But we need to be conscious of the fact that if we respond in an evil manner, we are going to hinder love that is supposed to flow to the others and to the glory of our God. Good and evil cannot coexist, just as God and the devil cannot coexist. There is no way that you can be full of good and then do evil. But it is only when you are full of evil that you then do evil. Wickedness hinders the flow of love. Have you ever dealt with a wicked Christian? People make mistakes every now and then. We are all not perfect. Even as Christians, we are not perfect. And we make mistakes, we slip up here and there, but there is wickedness. Amen. There is mistake and there is wickedness. Amen. Sometimes you deal with a Christian and you can see that this is pure wickedness in such a way that you even ask yourself if this person has ever come into contact with the blood. Or if it is the blood, is it the same as the one that you came into contact with? You even ask yourself if, am I, am, am, what kind of saving did I experience at the cross? And what kind of saving did this person experience at the cross? But I have come to realize that it is because of the love of God which has not found root in their lives, in their hearts, in such a way that it does not overflow to others. So the evil is still very much active in their lives. Even though they come to church every Sunday, even though they speak in tongues, even though they can quote the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, yet the evil that is within lives intact within them in such a way that each time there is a misunderstanding of any sort. Yeah. 
evil comes out without them even, without them even realizing. And you realize that, no man, there are slip-ups. But this one is pure wickedness. I don't know about you, I've dealt with Christians who are wicked. But if we can let the love of God to fully express itself in the inside of us, wickedness will cease because love and wickedness cannot coexist. Somebody say amen. amen. I said also God and Satan, which is the evil one, cannot coexist. God is love. And if we can be full of God, then we can be full of love. So instead of us concentrating on being full of love, let's just rather concentrate on being full of God. And love will just automatically fill our hearts because God is love. So if you fill a glass with water, the glass has no choice but to be full of water. Because you have poured water in it. So if you allow God to occupy your heart and allow him to find expression in your heart, love will find expression in your heart because God is love. Somebody say amen. Amen. So we must not be too quick to do what is evil or to be wicked. We must always check ourselves. Am I being evil in as far as this is concerned? Am I being wicked in as far as this is concerned? Proverbs chapter number 3, verse number 29, the Bible says, Do not devise evil against your neighbor, for he dwells by you for safety's sake. Your neighbor can be your spouse. Your neighbor can be your relative. Your neighbor can be your colleague. Your neighbor can be your boss. Your neighbor can be your Christian brother or your Christian sister. The Bible says they dwell uh, by you for safety's sake. So when God brought them to the same church as you, it was because he wanted them to be safe. Are you keeping them safe? It says, do not devise evil against your neighbor. For they dwell by you for their safety's sake. God brought your spouse into your life so that they can be safe. That is why they let their guard down. That is why it is very painful to um, 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 to be stepped in the back by someone who is close to you, who is your neighbor, who is your friend, who is your spouse. When they do evil things to you, when they become wicked towards you, it is because what they were sent to you for was for you to be safe. For you to be safe. When we are a church, we let our gut down because we think we are dealing with Christians. We think we are dealing with people who love the Lord. We think we are dealing with people who are full of God who is love. And therefore, we let our gut down. And those who are wicked, even inside the church, begin to take advantage of us. Why do we let our gut down? Because we are here for safety. We are here for safety. So everyone around you is there for safety. Please don't be evil towards them. Be filled with so much love that they are affected by your love instead of anything that is evil. Don't be wicked towards them, but let them experience the love of God in and through your life. We are now the children of God and we must refrain from doing evil to others because it hinders the flow of love. Somebody say amen. Galatians chapter number five mentions evils that hinder the flow of love in our various relationships. We need to pay attention to what the Bible says because if we guard against all of those things, then we know for sure that love in our relationships will not be hindered. These are hindrances in marriages. These are hindrances of love in relationships 
um, with those who are around us. These are even hindrances uh, that hinder us from the flow of love from God to us and from us to God, even in our relationship with God. Galatians 5, chapter number 19, the Bible says, now the works of the flesh are evident. And these are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies. Listen to the, to the, to the choice, choice of words. Jealousies. So it's not one. It hinders the flow of love. Jealousies. You can be jealous of your own spouse. All of a sudden, he is making a lot of money or she is making a lot of money and you are jealous or they are flowing in their, uh, in, in their um, uh, uh, gifting or their talent and they are getting attention maybe somehow and you end up becoming jealous. You can be, you can be jealous of your friend. Jealousies. Others have got all of them. there's a jealousy that is there that you feel in your heart. I'm saying there's a jealousy that you feel in your heart. When you're with your friends, there's a jealousy that you feel in your heart. Jealousies. They will hinder the flow of love. When you are jealous of your spouse, you will not want them to look beautiful. Because you are jealous. When you are jealous of your friend, you will not want them to look beautiful. You will not want them to flourish. You will not give them space. To flourish. Why? Because you are jealous. There are people who don't mind even struggling as long as you are not the one helping them. They can even struggle. You have a relationship with this person. This person is your friend. This person is your boss. This person is your pastor. This person is uh, your spouse. This person is your wife or your husband. This person has a relationship with you. However, because there is the form of jealousy that is going on in your heart towards them. You don't want them to help you. You'd rather struggle. Jealousies. God against jealousies. Someone is even thinking, how many jealousies do I have? <laughs> it is good for you to think, how many jealousies do you have so that you can address them? Somebody say, amen. amen. It is good to be true to yourself so that you can address these things. It's good to sit down and go deep within so that you can address these things. The Bible says these are going to hinder the flow of love. Someone might say, I don't care even if I don't love them because I feel jealous about them anyway. But the fact that uh, the jealousy is here, the Bible says it, hinder, it, is, it is an evil that hinders the flow of love. So the flow of love, unfortunately, comes to you and from you. So you can think you are okay not loving a person because of the jealousy that you feel in your heart towards them, only to find that there is no way that you can receive even the love from them that you are supposed to receive because your jealousy, which is evil, will hinder that flow of love. Even though the next person is trying to love you as much as they can, it won't get to you because it is hindered by jealousy. Somebody say jealousy. jealousy. Hey! And then it says outbursts of wrath. Selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness. Yeah. Yeah. Etc. etc. The Bible is so beautiful. And then at the end, it says. Just as I also told you in time past that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. 
So those who practice all of these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And this is very deep because the Bible teaches us that the kingdom is within us. So it says we will, it, it means that we will never fully experience that which God wants us to experience in the inside of us. Amen. So this thing is not something that you can push to your neighbor. This is not something that you can say, it won't affect me. It will affect you because if you practice any of these things which are evil, you will not inherit the kingdom of God which is within you. That is why you will find people who are looking good outwardly, but inside there is turmoil. Why? It is because they have not inherited the kingdom of God. They are busy entertaining all of these things that we have counted in the book of Galatians 15, uh, in the book of Galatians 5, 19 to 21. So we need to let the kingdom of God find full expression in our hearts so that we can be those who don't hinder the flow of love. So the, the number one hindrance when it comes to the flow of love is evil. But then how do we enable love to flow in our hearts uh, towards those who are around us. How do we enable it? It is through goodness. Goodness enables love to flow. So all the evil things, we need to study them and understand them and never allow them to grow in our hearts. Never allow ourselves to practice them but then, what we need to practice so that we can enable love to flow in our lives to those around us, it is goodness. Goodness will enable love to flow in our hearts. The nature and character of God is that He is good. We always say that God is good. All throughout Scripture, we find evidence that God is good. It is in his nature to be good. There's evidence all around us and in our lives that God is good and everything good is derived from God. The Bible says all good and perfect gift comes from God. Why do they come from God? He does not put any effort to be good. It is in his nature to be good because he is a good God. So anything that is good, even that, that you see in this church, you must know that it is not by might nor by power. It is because of the goodness of God. Somebody say amen. Even once uh, there was a time when the servant of God asked for God to show him his face. When Moses asked God to show him his face, he said, I will let my goodness pass by. Because when my goodness passes by, you would have experienced me. Because you cannot separate me as God from goodness. Because that is my nature as God. So God is good. The Bible says God is good and His mercy endures forever. Why does His mercy come after us? It comes after us by reason of His goodness. It is not because we are clever. It is not because there is much that we have done. It is not because of our performances. But it is because of His goodness. God is good. It's scattered throughout scripture that God is good. That's a revelation that we can uphold in our lives. That is a revelation that can keep us even when we find ourselves in crisis, even when we find ourselves not knowing what's going to happen next, even when we find ourselves not knowing what's going to happen tomorrow, the revelation of the goodness of God can keep us safe and sound 
can keep us knowing that God is going to come for me. Then we sit down in the middle of a crisis and everybody is wondering how are we coping. We are coping in the middle of a crisis because we understand that there is something called a good God who is on my side and his goodness will not allow him to leave me unattended. That is the determining factor whether I come out in one piece when I am in crisis or not it is the revelation of the goodness of God where maybe someone may ask how are you going to come out of a crisis that you find yourself in say I know that God is good and therefore all will work out for my good because he has my best interest at heart you know the revelation of the goodness of God causes you to sit even when there is fire all around you even when they put you in the den of lions even though everyone does not survive there what will cause you to sit there in the den of lions in business it is because you understand the goodness of God this is a revelation that each and every one of us needs to contend for to say God is good even when we are not good God remains good even when our neighbors are not good God remains good when our colleagues are not good God remains good when circumstances are not favorable to us and they're not good to us God remains good it's a revelation that will cause you to sit down and say he is coming for me because every perfect gift comes from him he's a good God he's a good God that's why we need to allow him to fully occupy us in the inside of us then goodness will flow from us then love will not be hindered in our lives we will experience love and we will be able to show love many people have lost good relationships because of the reason that the flow of love was hindered by wickedness by evil it could be evil that you have done and evil that has been done to you but it has hindered the flow of love you can't love no matter how much you want to love you can't you can't receive love no matter how much people can love you you can't but I want to announce to somebody this morning that there is a good God who can come and take residence in the inside of a person and a person can be full of him and after being full of him because he is love love will overflow towards those who are around them don't give up on your marriage don't give up on your relationships those relationships are good for you those relationships have been given to you by God the only thing that has been hindering the flow of love in all of those relationships is evil and wickedness if your heart can be tender and allow God to pour out his goodness into your heart you will be able to let his goodness overflow into those who are around you many people will even job hop many people will marriage hop many people will even move from one boyfriend to the other from one girlfriend to the other there will never be a perfect one for you because you cannot receive love and you cannot give love and it's only through God that you are able to experience true love and be able to give it out thereafter this morning I want to encourage you there's no need for you to change the spouse that you have even if even if even if evil and wickedness still flows from them don't short circuit the flow of love to them because that is how you will disable the evil that is how you will disable the wickedness you can overcome evil with love you cannot overcome evil with evil some of you will know that each time you become mean to a person who is mean it becomes worse but when you be, when you become so calm when a person is trying to fight you you disable that person the reason how you are going to be able to disarm evil in your relationships 
It is through love. Ask God to help you. And let love flow from within you. God is the source of all goodness. None of us can be able to show goodness unless there is God in the inside of us. God is the source of all goodness. What we are doing when we are showing goodness, we are simply just extending His goodness to others. It is not because you are good that you give. It is not because you are good that you love. It is not because you are good that you care. It is not because you are good that you give gifts and you are so loving to people and you are caring. It is not because you are good. It is because the one who lives in the inside of you is so good in such a way that he overflows to those who are around you. All sorts of goodness is derived from God. God is the source of goodness. Listen to what the Bible says in the book of Mark 10, 18. It says, so Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good but one. That is God. Even Jesus himself, everyone around him thought he was so good. Everyone around him thought the way he was doing things and the way he was dealing with them, it was because he was so good. And listen to what he says. He says, don't call me good. As much as you can see all the goodness that I am doing, as much as you can experience all the goodness that flows from me, but you need to understand that by reason of the flesh that I am in, I cannot be capable of any goodness. But it is the one who lives in the inside of me who is good. He says, don't call me good. There's only one who is good. And that is God. So you are not going to be good on your own. No matter how much you can try, you are not going to be good on your own. Goodness is only derived from God. It's only God who is good. Let Him in in your heart. Allow Him to find full expression in the inside of you. And all goodness that is derived from Him will flow from Him even and overflow to all the relationships that you have. Let love live. Let love live in your heart. If love is living in your heart, love will grow. If love is living in your heart, love will be seen. If, if love is living in your heart, love will be felt. And soon, it will be reciprocated back to you. And don't give up to give it. Don't give up in giving love. Don't give up in showing goodness. Shun evil. Show goodness all the time. And it will be reciprocated because no matter how much people around you don't see it, if you let it grow and you let it live, it will show, it will be seen, and it will be felt. And it will come back to you a good measure. Press down, shaken together, running over shall men give into your bosom you shall be loved so much because you also love genuinely let us stand God wants us to have healthy relationships begin to pray Lord help me thank you once again for listening to the message today we trust that you were blessed by it Please do subscribe to our podcast to receive new messages every week. Thank you very much and keep on building.